Austin in five, four, three, two, one. People, let me tell you about my current. <laughs> that was the uh, the false We're having a, a Whitney Houston moment right now. And I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Hello, y'all. It's Corinne and Austin. Hey, hey. Yeah. And you know what I realized, guys, from the last time, and from the last time I'm talking about the first episode, we never got back to asking Austin anything because we are Thanks. some we are some ADHD motherfuckers. I mean, we. Yes. And by we, I mean me. Right. I'll take it. Sorry. I have accountability for myself. <laughs> it you. was my fault. That's good. Because I never brought it up. Although, you never reminded me either. Boom. Hit shot. Because you know I'm old. What are you talking about? Every time Bro. I'm like, hey, we should. And you're like, we got to wrap up. Liar. Sorry. Wrong. Liar. You're full of shit. And I'm like. And I mean, you're going to get cut. I'll try to get it in. <laughs> no, you're not going to try to get anything in. Okay. Let's <laughs> just stop <laughs> Let's just stop you. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> All right. So anyway, but, we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Austin's curiosity. Okay, because that's what started this podcast. Okay, Austin. Mm-hmm. Why is you so damn curious? Why am I so curious? Great effing question. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, great. Why am I curious about being curious? Great effing question. That's a great effing question. <laughs> um. Uh, to be honest, my curiosity about people has always uh, intrigued me. Uh, <laughs> what? Huh? What? That's not an answer. What do you mean you're curious? Can you, can you let me finish? Like, mm. I've always been curious about people. Right. And meeting you, like, I think everybody who knows you well can say you're a wild card. <laughs> a million percent! To, That's fair. In a good way. But it was something about you that, like, you just piqued my curiosity. Like, you just seemed like someone I could approach easily and just talk to and get to know, which I feel like it's very hard to really get to know people, especially as adults. Yeah, no fucking shit. So, for whatever reason, you were someone I felt like I couldn't ask a wrong question to. Oh, okay. I felt like... You are somebody where I could just ask anything and it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> True story. I, I like it. I like as, it. Yeah. Because he's asked me some really weird shit. Like some real. Can we, weird? Yeah. You've weird. asked me some weird shit. Like what? I mean, I mean, I'd have to literally go through what years of Minus will you peg me. The lies. But, the um, lies. Can, <laughs> I, like, I don't know if I. Well, not weird. Okay. Weird, but. Not necessarily weird to me or in my book, but weird to normal people. We are not normal people. We are not normal people. We are comedians. We're comedians, yeah. Yes, we're, there's nothing normal not, about us. Yeah, there's, we're not normal. We got all kinds of fucked up shit going on in our brains. All of that is true. Absolutely. So when I say weird, I'm talking about weird for the average common human being. Like, mm. probably the people listening to this dumb shit. So, you know. We love you guys. Listen, she we says love. it out of love. I say, listen, this Please. is my love language, okay? So true. You have to understand, my love language is dirty, okay? I have a dirty love. It's filthy. 
It's filthy. And only skanky, dirty people like my love language. <sighs> I'd laugh were it not true. It's very, very niche. Crazy. It's like that restaurant where you go to be abused. Dirty love? What? What's it called? <laughs> I don't know. There's a restaurant where you go and you can go have dinner or lunch there and they will abuse you. They will, you know, berate you and talk shit to you. One of my cousins was telling me about this restaurant. Oh, you should. Oh, no. It was my cousin's um, boyfriend was telling me about this restaurant. Oh, you should go here because, you know, they they yell at you and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bitch, you got to be crazy. What part of that Why do you think? Why does he say, say that like that's something to be proud of? <laughs> like, well, because my, my personality. I mean, I get why he would say that I would fit in well there. I'm weird. Because I am an abusive person. Yeah! But <laughs> what would make you think that I would enjoy having someone yell at me when I'm the one that's the yeller? I'm the one that's honest with people about shit they don't want to confront. I Not like the other way around. Pulled out a Jersey accent. What would make you think that I would <laughs> want that? <laughs> well, I didn't just pull it out. It's always been there, Austin. I'm from the East Coast. Okay, fair enough. I went to high school in New Jersey. Where do you think that accent came from? Rosie Perez. Uh, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> I'm not her child. Although she might have, you know, given me up for adoption. Who knows? Yeah, right. Who knows? Very well. Could be. What would make you think I would ever <laughs> do that to you? I You're a sound. slice of heaven, gorgeous. Let me tell you something, all right? You're not going to get in my face about shit, all right? <laughs> <laughs> let, let a waiter get in my face. Like, excuse me, you're way too fucking close. I'll curse at the help, because I am the help usually. <laughs> mm. uh, so we're not going out to eat tonight, right? Uh, <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> uh, but continue what you were saying about your uh, cousins in Arizona. Oh, no, that was the end of it, really. I was just saying they, you know, they thought that I would enjoy some place where I'm getting yelled and berated at. I'm like, no. That's wild. I might I might go there to work there. <laughs> I could have a job like that where I berate the shit out of people. I mean, that's what I did as a dominatrix. So, so I mean, like, it's no different. That's a good way to promote. Your family didn't love you? Come on down here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you missing toxic love right now? Did... did did your husband not yell at you enough today? Come by and see me. Did dad not take you to that ball game he promised? Well. well <laughs> are you used to disappointment and missing that? That's a promo music. <laughs> Speaking of disappointments. Yeah. <laughs> um, our lives, you know. Our lives were huge disappointments. Emotional <laughs> roller coasters what it, for sure. Emotional damage, right? Is that the meme? Emotional damage. I think that's the meme. Is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> mm. I saw it today. I was like, oh my God, why is that so me? But um, <laughs> yeah, so getting back to these questions that you like to ask mm -hmm. or that you did ask that I was like, you know what? You should save that for the podcast. Mm -hmm. So can you think of any of them, any of the questions that, Actually, there was one I think you had asked me recently if, if it was a good question to ask me. Oh, about the women thing? Yeah. Is it, oh. Go ahead, ask me. Um, yeah, so this is, <laughs> again, like my curiosity peaked, but if you put on a couple pounds, would you want someone to be honest with you or... 
lie to you? You're saying if she's already asked the question or... Like if, yeah, if she asks... Well, here's my here's my thought on this. Well, you. Like if you, Corinne... One, here's, here's, here's my answer. One, I would never ask a man that question. Well, duh. You know why? Because no woman is ready for whether what he's going to say. Because if you ask your man to be honest... You better be prepared for him to be honest. And then you, if you get mad at him because he's honest with you, slap yourself in the face. So go look in the mirror and slap yourself in the face for asking a stupid fucking question to your man, boyfriend, husband, lover. I don't care. Stop asking men stupid questions that you don't want the answers to, ladies. You don't want him to answer whether or not if he thinks you look fat or, oh, babe. Do you think I've gained weight? Why are you setting him up for a trap? Stop entrapping men. Stop it. They don't deserve that. They work hard. They work 10-hour days to come home to your bullshit and, and your burnt food and, you know, acting like you're the queen of that. Shut up. Stop asking stupid questions. It doesn't pertain to everybody. Yes, queen. Just, you know who, you know what bitches I'm talking to you. <laughs> you know who you are. God damn right. Stop asking stupid questions. Men don't want to be asked stupid questions. It's so true. Do I look fat? Uh? What man is stupid? If you, Men, if you're dumb enough to answer these questions, kick yourself in the cunt. Kick yourself in the balls because you're dumb for answering the stupid question. Here's how we respond to these questions, okay? You fucking stupid bitch. Men. When ladies ask you, babe, does it look like I've gained some weight? This is how you're going to respond to your women, men. Fuck you. This is how you're going to respond. Linda, please don't ask me questions you don't want the answers to. Because whether I say yes or no, I'm going to be wrong. If I say no, you don't, you're going to call me a liar because you were just on the scale and it said you gained five pounds. And if I say yes, then you're going to walk out on me and go find some other guy's dick to suck because I made you feel insecure. That's how you're going to answer her. Christ. Does that answer your question, Austin? Uh-huh. Today's rant is sponsored by... <laughs> combos. <laughs> um, I love combos. Like, did y'all see that movie Judas and the Black Messiah? <laughs> like, that speech he did, that's kind of what Corinne was trying to go for, I think. <laughs> it's just that there's there's a level of insecurity that women have and that men have that no matter how close you are to your significant other, you don't want to cross that line. Yep. There's an insecurity that men have about their penises and other parts of their body that they don't want to expose to anyone, let alone <laughs> the person well, that they love. You're goddamn right. There's no way a man is ever going to ask his wife, babe, does, how does my dick feel? Does it feel small in there? Come on, man. <laughs> Does it take up all you the room? You got your marriage counseling license today, didn't you? <laughs> like, congrats, by Listen, the way. Listen, I'm just saying, come on. Like, there's just dumb questions that no relationship should really explore. Hell yeah. And weight is one of them. Weight is an off-the-table subject. Unless you're really able to, to handle the truth. Like, the husband and I, we've gotten to kind of a certain level of truth in that regards. Because, you know, we're both kind of floating around the same weight, you know? Because mm. he's a small guy and I'm a small guy. You know, I'm you, a small wait, guy. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> Was yeah, that the surprise yeah. you were going to tell me? Like, 
Yeah, yeah. I call myself a guy all the time. Whatever. Oh God. Leave me alone. <sighs> but anyway, but like you know, there's there's Insecurity. a certain level. Yeah, there's a certain level of trust that you built with with someone, especially if you're going through it together. If you're going through weight loss together, that's a different subject. But like you know, for the most part. Women shouldn't entertain the idea of being comfortable with talking about things that they know they don't want the answers to. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. So, that's kind of um, what I think about it. And yeah, like, we can have a lot of insecurities, like, based off how we grew up, too. This is true. This um, is true. You know, that could come back to how you were treated when you were raised or something like that. No, for sure. Uh Growing up without, growing up with a single parent, things like that. Um, like for you, with with growing up, you grew up with mostly women, right? My, I grew up with my mom. Uh, I had, I'm the oldest of my siblings. Uh, they're all girls. And um, yeah, and it was very tough for me uh, not having, you know, my father around. And um this one comedian, I don't know if I should say his name, but a famous comedian was talking about how, like, when especially black men, black boys grow up with single moms, like, they don't know much, like, what to do with their masculinity because, like, um, you know, like, they, uh, you know, like, they see how their mom was raised. And, you know, woman, you know, they can be very emotional. So, like, as a black man, it's like you're wrestling emotional you know emotional um i don't know what the word is but uh you're wrestling with your emotions and uh you know masculinity your vulnerability so, yeah so it's very tough and uh you know so for me like i've been wrestling with that damn near my whole life and did but you had would you would you say you had other male role models that were were strong and masculine in that sense where you could look up to did you have Male role models that you um, kind of like aspired to be like, like an uncle or. Um, you know, I had my uh, uncles and my granddad, but the thing is, um, you know, they grew up with the old school mentality. Right, so right. it's like as you get older, like you just view things differently than they do. And they're still in that old school mindset. And that's, you know, it, it's like you can't tell someone how to think. Yeah. But um you know, they did what they grew up with and knowing how to do. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I, um, it's, it, I'm grateful, but at the same time, it's not the same as your father. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah, I had male figures around, but it was still tough. And, um, you know, with my father, it was a thing where, I hadn't seen him since I was uh, very little, and it was a, it's been a thing where we it's been uh, reaching out every couple of years, and uh, we had this small talk where I said, you know, like I'm in a different state of mind. Like if are gonna be around, like I, you know, I, I'm not cool with this. You know, just popping in and out. You know, like this has to be a mature thing. Like, you know, I, I have no more use for negative energy. So we're slowly trying to, uh, reach a build, happy place. Yeah. Uh, be, we're on an acquaintance level gotcha. right now. Gotcha. So, um, you know, that's, uh, we'll see how that goes. But, 
Um, you're giving at least you're giving him the opportunity to try to build a relationship with you that you weren't necessarily looking to have before. Yeah, and that's uh, it. It's it's scary. I'm not gonna lie. It's uh, it's yeah. very scary. Um, but I'm 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 willing to give it a shot. And uh, for anyone out there that's probably in the same boat, um, you know, of course, protect yourself. But um, protect your energy. Yeah, uh, definitely protect your uh, energy. And just remember, like, you come first. Uh, your happiness, your mental health, all of that. Uh, y- you come first. Just because their blood doesn't necessarily mean they belong in your life. That's mm. that's what it really comes down to. Not everyone deserves a place in your life if they're not willing to abide by, you know, abide by your, your rules. Boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Boundaries. One thing I've learned is that boundaries are what protect relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, that's the thing. A lot of times with our family, they don't believe in boundaries, especially, I would say, people of color. Yeah. More so than anything else. Because mm-hmm. white people, they set their boundaries. That's it. They're like, Dave, you're not allowed over ever again. That's it. Martha and I are not talking to you. You're cut out. You're out of the family. <laughs> We don't want to see you at the family reunions anymore. That's it. You're done. They do family reunions? Sometimes. They call it Christmas. Oh. You know, Thanksgiving. Oh, but like, okay, yeah. so it's not summertime. No, like, no, 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 no. Uh, White people don't do that kind of uh, shit. No. They don't do the cookout. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, wait. I think Victoria says she did. It feels kind of weird. I mean, we had a reunion, but but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> is it yearly? Like is it, every yeah. Is it yeah, every year? It was year? like every summer. My Did you guys have shirts? Bring all your white people with you. Didn't have yeah. You did? Oh uh, my God. The, Wait, what, fa- the what Guernsey, black family? The Guernsey Golf and Grove. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Every year. Uh, we have a clam bake. Wait. And play golf. Hold on. Clam bake? I need to see one of these shirts. Fuck it. Uh, I'm sure I can find one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to wear one of her shirts. I'll be like, that kind of looks like our shirt back in 2003. <laughs> Brought to you by Antium. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I I'd probably say I agree that uh we're very more strict <laughs> than um other races. I mean, no, no, not strict. They're they I would say white people are a lot more strict about their boundaries is what I'm saying. Not that we're strict. Oh, we're not like no, because like if I tell if I tell my family they're not allowed out, you know, over my house, I'm like, fuck you, we'll be there tomorrow morning, like whatever the case is. There's no there's no boundaries in that sense, but you do have to set those boundaries with people. You know, if they've crossed you, if they've hurt you and like you don't want to talk to them, then you gotta you gotta let them know that they're not welcome in your life because of this, that, or whatever. And unless they're willing to really adhere to committing to apologize and really meaning it, you know what I'm saying? Or like reconcile with you and while they're reconciling with you, they have to go through whatever hoops that you're throwing at them, you know, to reconcile the problem. But you know, something else I've learned is it's so easy for somebody to say sorry. But the biggest thing we have to remember, too, is that actions, actions speak louder than words. No, we sound like our parents. Shut up. I mean, but it's true. You know, you go to your room right now, (laughs) like in the middle of this podcast right now. No more. uh, (laughs) No more combos for you. Damn it. Um, (laughs) But like, it's so easy to just tell somebody sorry because you think it'll make them feel better. Mm -hmm. But like the thing about apologies is that's an opportunity for you to say, 
yo, I messed up and say, well, if this person means a lot to me, like I should be willing to change or, exactly. or grow or improve. Well, not to mention too, if you've given the people or a person so many times where they apologize and they've not changed anything or you tell them again over and over and over again, hey, you've done this X, Y, and Z. You've hurt me this way, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, you heard me. But what does that mean? You heard me. You understand. But what does that mean? Does that mean that their actions are now going to change? What does that mean? Because I need I need follow-up. Yeah. I don't need an I'm sorry with no follow-up. Nope. I need an I'm sorry and then a follow-up with that. Yeah. Are you in a situation now where with that with a relative or a friend? Not at this moment, but there's been plenty of times where that's come across, not necessarily with a relative, but just with my own husband. You know what I mean? Like in relationships in general, when you come to in a disagreement or there's a certain issue that keeps popping up over and over again, you have to confront it. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid of confrontation. So motherfucking goddamn true. It's so hard when it's someone who you, you feel not only that where you just feel like they probably won't understand understand yeah. like they no it's oh, it's the worst yeah. like some people just don't like the idea of hearing that they messed up yeah and it's it's to me, it's wild because there's no such thing as a perfect person. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bad man. And no. you would think at this point, it doesn't matter what age you are. You should know that. Oh, there's a, um, I, I don't know what they call, uh, you know, everything's either a condition, a disease, or this or that and the other, like ADHD. I don't know what it is, what it's considered. I don't know if it's a condition. I don't know what the proper word for is, but there's, a, there's one that's now got a name for it, but I don't know what it's called. But it is basically... Narcissism? No, no, no. It's where the person does the opposite of everything. Hold up. Wait a minute. Like, if you say, hey, you know, you're tired. It looks like you need to go to bed. No, I'm not tired. I don't want to go to bed. And they will resist going into bed, even though they're on time. It's called PTA or PD something. I forget the name of it. Damn PTSD? No, 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 no. Yeah, PTSD is what I suffer from a lot of. And you know what? A lot of people think PTSD is just related to like soldiers and combat and whatnot. And PTSD is also people who have suffered a lot of childhood trauma. You know, and a lot of people who suffer from PTSD are people that suffered shit from when they were kids. Not so much. Like the stuff that you go through as, as, as a child is equivocally the same as if you were an adult going through combat. Does that make sense? Mm. You know, because as a child, your brain and your, like, you know, your entire body as a child, you're not fully developed. You're not fully capable of handling the kinds of emotions that come with um, being attacked, being hurt, being, you know, raped or whatever the case is. There's so much that goes on at, in a child's brain. It can't process all that. And we're just expected to just know. Fucking bullshit! <laughs> too, sometimes. Yeah. Like, we're just expected to just, like, suck it up, like, not experience emotions. Right. Like, if you get hurt as a child, like, you know, you fall off the bike and you're cut bleeding and you're, you know, you see blood everywhere and your parents are like, no, it's fine. Just relax. Just calm down. Yeah, okay, calm down. Let me calm down while my leg is, is dying. You know, that's what you're you're feeling as a child but you're being told that you're fine it was your own damn fault it's like no you're not fine i mean half my foot is on the road <laughs> yeah like, like i can see the foot meat it's like, <laughs> like, uh, like my blood is squirting on your face what are you talking about <laughs> Ew, David. 
Did you have any type of conversation with your mom, you know, like about boundaries before she passed? <laughs> no, the definitely age? not. I'm like, yeah. ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, only, only with, like with what happened with my mom, like she, ah, it's hard to explain. Take a moment like, to, or what, or we can go back to her. What about, um. Well, because, like, I didn't I didn't get enough time with her or my father, honestly. And, like, you know, going back to the story that we never finished telling on, on story number one and episode number one. We can go back to that, actually. Okay. So my mom and my father met when she was young, when she first moved out to New York. And from Puerto Rico, she was running away. And my dad was actually not the guy she was dating. She was dating my dad's friend. And mm, she had... Yeah, love triangle. Yeah, so she broke it off with the friend and started dating my dad. And obviously, they got pregnant and had me, blah, blah, blah. Then my mom took off from my dad. My mom left my dad because my dad fell in love with another chick, which happens to be the chick that's the mother to the my four brothers. So... Damn. Yeah, Puerto Ricans, you know... <laughs> Some horny bitches. <laughs> horny bitches. I can't control the passion. So, um, living la vida loca. Right. So, my mom didn't want to be number two. Anybody's number two. So she was like, oh, I'm not dealing with this. So she took off and left to New York or to New Jersey. Sorry, New Brunswick, New Jersey, wherever the hell. Like I said, there's this time period in, in her life that not a lot of people know what happened. I don't know what happened because I was way too young to know. But long story short, she met my brother and sister's father. And I was so young that I didn't know that this man wasn't my father. So from the time that I had met him, probably three years old or something like that, three or four years old, up until about eight, nine years old, I thought this man was my father. The one that was beating me, abusing me, you know, putting me through all kinds of hell and like torture. And it just confused me. You know, why does this man want to hurt me? Why does this man like hate me so much? So one time... We were in the kitchen and um, my mom said something to piss him off or I think she accused him of cheating on her or something to that effect. And he went ballistic and he came at her and with a knife (gasps) and like my mom was crouched in the corner and I was just making pop tarts. I was just having, you know, I'm like eight years old, just making a pop tart. And all of a sudden I see this man charging at my mother and I jumped down from the counter and jump in front of her. And my mom uses me as a shield, (laughs) like you know, like. You're not going to hurt the child, would you? And he's like literally seconds away from stabbing both of us with a knife because I'm pretty sure he was like going to hurt us. Like there's no doubt in my mind. His cousin come bursting in and grabbed him by like the scruff of his neck and he was about to lunge. So he was lunging motion and like, you know, me and my mom like full back and had he not pulled him away and us pulled back at the same time, Either I would have been sliced from here to here or my mother would have been cut in the neck. So, you know, it would have been all bad. So he took him out. My mom and I were just sitting there. She's crying. Can we crying. just say, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, he just he he just had it out for my mother and me at that point. Because he just hated us at that point. And so my mom's sitting there crying. And I start crying because, you know, I'm a little kid. And I'm like. My mom's crying because this guy tried to kill us and I'm trying to process because I'm eight or nine years old and I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm just trying to make a goddamn Pop-Tart. And um, I'm like, mommy, why does daddy hate me? Why does daddy hate me? Why does daddy want to kill us? And, you know, why does daddy hate? Like, I'm just, you know, saying it over and over again. She goes, that's not your daddy. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, that's not, that's not. And then she wouldn't say anything about it. And then the next day I was supposed to get ready to go to school and 
my mom's friend across the way went and grabbed my brother and sister and was babysitting them. And my mom took me. Um, she was like, we're going to go somewhere. I'm like, okay, where are we going? So she takes me. We end up in New York City. I think it was like the first time we'd gone to New York City. And for me, I was like, why does this place feel familiar? But I don't know where we are. And then the closer we get to my, you know, my dad's house, I was like, why does this place feel familiar? I like the smells, everything just started coming to. It's like, I know this place. I know this place. And then we get up and we knock on the door and we open the door and um, it's my grandfather. But I don't know that's my grandfather. And he's like, Corinne. And like, mind you, this is the first time they've seen me in like four or five years because my mom has kept me away from them for this long. So like I show up out of nowhere and they're like, oh my God, it's Corinne. And, and you don't remember who I have no is. idea who these people are. And they're like, you know, I'm your grandfather. And, you know, everybody starts telling me who they are and stuff. And they're like, oh my God, you look just like your father. It's like, if there's one repeating thing I've ever heard my entire life is either that I look like my father or now as an adult, I look like my mother. So, and like, when I went back home to visit family, my one cousin started crying. She's like, oh, my God, you look just like Titi Luisa. I'm like, I'm like, don't make me cry. Then I started crying because it's like, <laughs> I fought so hard to be not her, but I am her. And it's like, ah. Uh. And then what about your so, real father? So I get upstairs and, you know, we're all hanging out and whatnot. And, like, they're all reveling in me being there. And I'm not going to lie, I felt like a rock star because everyone was falling, fawning over me, you know. I'm like, oh, she's so beautiful and this and that and the other. All Eyes on Me by Tupac is playing. <laughs> not yet because it's not the 90s. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, all of a sudden I hear like a stampede of elephants coming up the stairs. And it's these four boys who kind of look like me or three out of the four look like me. And I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Who are these people? And then I see this six foot giant or six foot five giant come up and I'm like looking at him and he looks at me and he literally just drops to his knees and starts crying and he's like, come here. And like, it's like, I'm like, who's that? To my mom. And my mom's like, that's your father. I'm like, it's getting weird. What? What the fuck? That guy's my dad. He looks like just like a big teddy bear. You know what I mean? Like, and you were nine. Yeah. Like eight or nine when, and I was like, I was just... You didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do because I used to this man trying to kill me and beat me and suffocating me in a bowl of cereal and, like, you know, shoving mashed potatoes down my throat until mm. I die. You know, like, just all this abusive shit that he'd con put me through and I'm, like, this gentle giant here. So um, it was, like, the first time I met a man who was kind-hearted and not, like, you know, obviously my uncles were always nice to me and loved me, and um, but this guy was just... I was like, who's this guy? And like, he's like, I'm your father. And you just hugged me. And I was like, oh, I do look like him. Oh my God, we have the same color eyes and blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's like, it was just an overwhelming, you know, a lot amount of emotion. In. Yeah. Like, were you but you were happy. Oh, for sure. And then on top of that, he opened his closet and there's a, basically from the floor to the, like the shelf, it was all presents for every birthday, oh, every Christmas that he missed with me. Hell yeah. I was like, mom, you bitch. <laughs> like, but no, I, I, in that moment, I kind of like, even though I was thankful that she brought me, I was also very mad. What like at that moment, like I really hated my mother. I really hated her because she kept, kept him away. She kept him and, and this awesome, amazing, nice family for me. You know what I mean? Like I have a whole nother family and like she kept them away from me. So, but I mean, we made up, obviously, but, um, well, not at that time, but, like... Over the years? No, like, not until, like, a month, the month before, I think I talked about it, the, the month before she died, 
like we reconciled and you know made good with one another my mother and i that that was you know that's great with my dad, I got to spend, so I got to spend with him that day, and then we had to go back, and, like, I guess my mother had told them that, you know, the boyfriend or whatever she was calling my sister's father at the time didn't know she was there, so, you know, we had to get back before he found out that we went out there, and then um, I didn't see my dad again until, like, I got to spend one summer with him, and then, like, one winter break, like, right before he had passed. Like, I didn't get a whole lot of time with my father but I want to say that the time that I did spend with my father, I feel like that was the catalyst for me to tell me that not all men are, are awful or evil. You know what I mean? It didn't deter me from wanting to be around men, you know, or like that some men are good, you know, mm-hmm. some men are good and some men treat their, you know, families good. And, you know, like mm-hmm. he was a good role model as a, as a man, Period. you know, as was my, a couple of my uncles. Well, I'm, Really sorry for all the uh, havoc you've had to en- endure as a young girl, especially a Puerto Rican. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry that that man ruined Pop-Tarts for you. <laughs> no, I still love but, Pop-Tarts. Oh, well, that's great. Still love Pop-Tarts. I still love Pop-Tarts. But is there anything that you wish you could say to your dad today? I love you 3,000. I don't know. I don't feel like... With either one of my parents, I feel like, I, you know, we've somewhat talked about it. Like, this is like the one part of me that I kind of keep private in a sense. Like, you know, okay. I'm not a religious person. <laughs> person. I'm not a religious person. What are them combos done to you? <laughs> I don't know. There's no drugs in them, which is a shame, but, oh, weed combos. That would be amazing. <laughs> Combos, Somebody on. at the company is now like, come I've on, been combos, telling man. you guys this for years. <laughs> Why is no one listening what? to me? Dude, they want the weed combos. We have to bring them out. <laughs> Finally, Jared, will you take me seriously now? <laughs> oh, so my wife finally thinks I'm not a loser? <laughs> Come on, bro. She really thought I was not going to be anything in my life. Now we can. We have this opportunity. We have to get out of my mom's basement. Come on. If the if the guy who made combos is still in his mom's basement, there's a serious problem. That stock market—they <laughs> went down. Really bad. Money management issues. But oh. uh, no. So if there's one thing that I can say that I'm not a religious person, even though I converted to Judaism. It's not so much because, you know, I'm really religious. It's I'm a spiritual person more than I am religious. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe in what I believe in and, you know, nothing's going to deter me from believing that. And I just, I feel like my parents are with me. They're, Do you pray? I, I pray, but not in your traditional sense. You know, I'm not like, you know, now I, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul. I know the whole prayer, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> but, um. Do you talk to your folks? Like, tell them how your day went? No, like that's that? lame. <laughs> you don't want to hear about my Hi, day. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. It's me, Corinne. What that am, sounds sweet. What, what Why, am I, I don't what know. Am I fucking Judy Bloom. That'd be. That sounds sweet to me. I don't. Dear God, it's me, Mark. Come on. Is that the voice you that's, use? That's you the t- book. Stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Dear God, it's me, Margaret. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Well, oh, oh you! Oh, oh, shit! <laughs> Hold on a second. I've never read the book. That kid is a lying bastard. You're I lying. Just, I you swear. are lying. <laughs> no, 
Oh, you're a liar! He oh, is lying. Was I swear to God on my children. Stares in his room like, we must, we must, we must, we must. <laughs> I, was kicking, I was kicking my feet up before it was time to go reading the book. Like, you guys called me. It's time to do the podcast. We must, we must. <laughs> See, I don't even know what y'all are referencing. Liar! Titty sizes. Titty oh. sizes. Oh, Continue. No. 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 Yeah. no. <laughs> we are um, possessed. We um. are possessed. <laughs> Anyhow, so yes, yeah, so I don't, I don't feel, I don't know, I don't feel like I have anything left to say to them. I feel like they see everything I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, I hope not everything. I mean, I'm sure they see everything because mm. they also they saw all the bad stuff I had already done. I mean, yeah, I'm a. I'm a bad man. Come on, they know they know what they were doing. They they did the same <laughs> things I was doing. Their souls are like, we should check on Corinne. Then cut to you, like, all right, this pegging better. Uh- <laughs> 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 Finally, if it'll shut you up, uh, Bruce. And then they're like, no, no Bruce, fly no, away. no, Bruce, Bruce would never. Like, no, Mm-mm. no, Bruce would not. Mm-mm. Ain't nobody got time for that. Then not. he texts you, babe. So Mm-mm. I've been thinking. Remember, um, remember the White Hulk, the Walk Hulk. That's right. The Walk Hulk. Walk Hulk. Y'all are fucking weird, weirdos. So you don't pray uh, traditionally? No. Okay. Like you know, I have my conversations with God in my head, like normal people. I mean, you can pray before going to bed. I. I mean, for what purpose? Why not? It's just like a way to, I mean, mean, that's, it's your preference, you know, but. I don't know. It just feels like I'm trying too hard if I'm like praying before bed, like, you know, kneeling by the bed. Oh, that's. Come on. I mean, that's what they made us do when we were kids. And now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake. Yeah. My mom was like, okay, Cody, you have to pray. I'm like, what am I praying for? For us to get out of the ghetto or what? What am I praying for, mom? Food? Because we didn't eat yesterday? A miracle. <laughs> Which one? That <laughs> <laughs> you'll finally be able to speak English properly? Stupid woman. There are many things I prayed for. Let me guess. White devil, white devil. For me, for my mom not to embarrass me on a daily basis. Bombastic you know. side eye. There are, there are little things that we wanted as kids. Man. Not to show up in welfare shoes. You know the welfare shoes. I, um... They had a different name for them, but we're not allowed to use that uh, name. I, I, think I, know, <laughs> I, I think I know what you mean, <laughs> but I'm not going to say we're not, we're not allowed to use that term. Okay. I'm just going to call them welfare shoes, but everybody knows damn well what welfare shoes. <laughs> Come on, we're fucking adults. Oh. Can you stop looking down okay. at my feet, Corinne, please? <laughs> I told you it's. Uh, I'm waiting on rent. Uh, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> 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 Paydays on Thursday. Just relax. Um, uh, Velcro Walmart specials. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Um, Stupid. <laughs> but I, I remember back to my dad. I was telling her that I felt fine during my teenage years, like with like not thinking of my dad because I thought like I was fine, you know, like I felt like I grew up fine. I said I'm fine. And then cut to like a year ago. <laughs> I started to question more about what if. What if he was in your life? What if he was around? Would I have learned? I definitely would have learned more. Well, duh. You know, like as far as how to talk to women, like how to be more confident, th- that kind of thing. 
And I remember telling that to my therapist, like, what if, you know, like, I wish I could know. And she's like, but, you know, you'll never know. Right. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's in the past now. And the best thing you can do is just move forward. Let it go. Um, let, let it, it yeah. go. So Elsa was right. Let it um, go. That's what I would have said to you, too, honestly. <laughs> just let this shit go. Um, but, you know, it's... Because otherwise you'd be consumed by it. Mm. You can be consumed by those thoughts. Like, I know what you mean. It's like, what if my mother was still alive? What if my father was still alive? You know, it's like you have these thoughts in your mind, but it's sort of like, what is that really helping? Yeah. How is that helping you move on? How is that helping you thrive? How is that enabling you to achieve more of the things that you could have done on your own? All of that is true. You know what I mean? Because at a certain point, your parents have to let you go anyway. He ain't lying. Whether it's them dying or them letting you go to become an adult, they're going to let you go at one point. They have to. Right. Unless you want to live in their basement your whole <laughs> life. <laughs> right. So here's the thing too, right? Let's just put this into scenario, right? Okay. You're saying that what if your dad was around, you know, what if he was around to teach you about how to talk to women or whatnot? Oh, yeah. What if, you know, let's, you know, let's just explain the devil's advocate. What if your father found out as an older man that he was gay? <laughs> Would he have really been able to tell you how to talk to women then? Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying like the things that you learned in your life, the way you learned them were already mapped out for you before you got there. So it's sort of like everything happened for, a re I mean, this is just my, you know, thought process on it as far as like the things that were dealt within life the things the cards that were dealt are, are the cards that are meant to be dealt to us you know the, the saying that says what doesn't kill you makes you stronger i wholeheartedly believe that you become the person that you're meant to become because of the things that you've gone through you became who you are because you didn't have a father around and you you're still a strong man you're still standing on your own two feet mm -hmm. you've gotten this far in the things that you want to do in your own career without him regardless of him carry it i'm definitely right now on a healing journey yes there you go and it's uh and you know i i don't know when it'll be done no like maybe, we're never done yeah we're, we're never but, done um, i'm i'm glad i started good definitely like it's better now than later is that's it for sure has it helped so far with you opening up more with people or like being honest with yourself because that's the biggest thing. A lot of times it's like we get on this healing journey, but we don't realize that we have to forgive ourselves. Yeah. For me, I have a, I definitely have a hard time getting over things. It's, it's hard for me. And I really beat myself up for it. And I'm not sure why, but, you know, this is a part where like our brains trick us. Like for whatever reason, my brain is trying to tell me like, oh, you shouldn't uh, stop thinking about this. And it's like, there's no reason to keep thinking about it. So it's like, why right. am I? And that's something like I'm trying to work on. You're stuck on a loop. Yeah. But the one thing I've learned is like, I have to love myself. Oh, those words. I, I have to love. I, I know, have to love me. It <laughs> sounds corny as hell, but like, it's true. It is true. Um, I, I think that is an issue in the world is like a lot of people don't know how to love themselves. No, I mean, <laughs> especially comedians. Are you kidding? Right. Our whole lives is self-loathing. Our whole, our whole act is self-deprecating. So at what point do we ever really love ourselves enough not to make fun of ourselves? We don't, but when you're able to laugh at yourself, God damn right. That's for sure. I mean, uh, I don't know. That's the, the reason why we're laughing at ourselves is because we don't love ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. I mean, <laughs> it's like an ego thing, not yeah. necessarily like a love thing. Yeah. 
Hundred percent. Disagree, but it's okay. Okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say was, uh, like, something I've realized too is like it's real easy for somebody to call you out on your flaws when they haven't worked on their own. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> what do you think therapists are for? <laughs> uh, yeah. So for me, like, I'm not gonna call out someone else, you know, on their on their craft because it's like I'm focusing on myself. Aww. See, I have no problem calling other people out on their crap. Oh, I know. <laughs> you, you've, like, picked on me so many times, and I'm just like... Hey, yo, what the fuck? It's my love um, language. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Picking on Austin over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's an interesting journey with, uh, with him right now. I'm uh, still having my guard up. Which as is, you should. As I should. As you should. But um, I'm, I'm the fact that I, I made sure that my boundaries were set. Good. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this goes. And uh, you'll have to keep, keep us updated. I will. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, for anybody else going going through this kind of thing, just remember. Uh, if people don't like you, if you're being yourself. Just put yourself first. That's right. Put yourself first. And if you have a problem with anything Austin said, you can email us. What did I say that was wrong? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, de- I'm deflecting. Austin. His bank account number. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we talking about tonight? I'm not sure. Oh, do y'all want to rap? Okay, wait. I feel like we should maybe end with the the White Hulk story. Story time. Can, oh, can oh, that, can that yeah. be our ending story okay. for right. today? Yeah. I think so, we have a little time. So this is a great story. All right. So, so you, great, great, great question. Great okay, effing question. So yes, you referred to Bruce as the White, White Hulk. Hulk. Yes. So can you go back to that? What exactly does that mean? White male rage. White male rage. Okay, like so when you put it a pinky up there, no, like shush. To see t- oh, shut up. L- listen, I have less than 10 minutes to finish this story. I'm okay. going to need all of it. All 10. Okay. Uh, so this was like shortly after Bruce and I had gotten married. And um, a friend of ours, she was a bikini dancer at this little bikini bar. So, you know, not, it's not like stripping or anything. Like it's, they're dancing around their bikini. That's hot. But they say ha- they still have the same kind of protocol that like a strip club would have. So the girls stay inside and the guys everybody else has to leave and they wait about 10 or 15 minutes before they let the girls leave so the girls don't get you know attacked or their money stolen or anything bad happens to them and that way they can be walked to their cars yada 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 hey where are the white women at so we were picking her up and she comes out and she's drunk i'm sober enough to know what i'm doing and i'm drunk enough to really enjoy doing it so i'm like get in the car so she gets in the car and there's these two guys standing outside of the door and I was just kind of keeping my eye on them because they just look suspicious. That's suspicious. So um, she's like, oh, wait, I forgot my phone. So she forgot her phone. So she goes and puts her stuff in the backseat of the car. And she goes back inside to go get her phone. So as she goes inside, I'm standing outside of the car, like kind of standing by the door because I was the one driving. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. Bruce was driving. Bruce was driving and I was in the passenger side. Stupid woman. So mm-hmm. I had stood outside of the car waiting for my friend to come back. And as I'm waiting, the guy starts walking towards me and he's like, hey, what's up? And he's like, starts talking to Bruce. And he's like, hey, what's up, bud? And Bruce's like, uh, what do you want? He's like, hey, you know, just, you know, talking. He's like, oh, is that your friend? Like, yeah, that's our friend. And he's like, oh, okay. So I can see what he was kind of up to, but I wasn't sure. So he grabs the back door, <laughs> pulls it open, 
grabs my friend's bag out of the back seat and is about to run off with it. So quick thinking, I grab the bag from him and now I'm fighting with him. So I pull the bag down and I pull to the ground. So now I'm on the ground holding the bag with my both my arms and like I'm trying to grab it with one arm so I can just try to hit him or, you know, just to get him away from me. So as I'm trying to pull the one bag to one arm and he's got the other side of the bag, he winds up and punches me right in the face, like right here. Didn't hurt or anything, but it was like one of those like, <laughs> is that all you've got? When I turned back. I was like, motherfucker. Because I'm on the ground, so there's nothing I can do. Why are you bullying me? And Bruce was like, Bruce, because Bruce was coming around the car at the same time. So when he saw the guy, because it's like, that shit, everything happens so fast. It's like, you know, like that. Bruce was like, not my wife. I was like, sir, the home will tear this place apart. You turn to the guy, you done did it now. I'm like, you done fucked up. <laughs> so, like, before I could even react, like, because, you know, he hit me and I'm just, like, about to react back. Bruce is now running full speed. Hulk smash! Hits the guy so go so goddamn hard, the guy slams to the ground. All I hear is a crack against the, like, the uh. pavement. So the guy's slammed on the ground and Bruce is now over him fucking wailing on him motherfucker you hit my wife and he's like freaking out never disrespect my wife again i will end you i will fucking end you the guy's buddy stupid son of a bitch comes at bruce now the guy's buddy is like six foot if not a little bit taller that's a huge bitch grabs bruce by the back of the shoulder bruce grabs him from behind flips him over his shoulder and body slams him to the ground. We're talking full-on WWE going on here. Bruce is fighting two dudes and fucking him up at the same time. Just like, boom, like just blow after blow after blow. And I'm just like, I puppy. Yeah, somebody getting fucked and Whop. sucked tonight. Uh. I was like, I, because, listen, part of the reason why I married him is because I figured I could take him. You know, girls got to be safe, you know. You, you go after guys that you think you have a remote chance of surviving something if something goes down. Crazy. It's a logical thing. I've been damaged. Of course I'm looking for guys that I can take. Dumb, stupid fuck. But I'd, I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. I fucked up. Dumb, stupid fuck. So. That was the first time you saw the real Bruce. Yeah. 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 Duh. That's right. That's why I stayed married to him. <laughs> or else. <laughs> no, but like, and it's funny. He proposed and you're like, um, yeah. what? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go frolicking in the park. Uh, <laughs> no, but like. uh Blink if you're in danger. <laughs> Here's Johnny. <laughs> no, but uh, like. It's there's I don't know. It's just something something happens when you see when a woman sees their man go like carnal, instinctual after someone in their honor. Fucking right in the pussy. It's game over. Like this man, I, this is my man for life. Bruce has got me for life. Do you mind if I touch your balls, sir? I, I want to like say that's beautiful, but it's kind of <laughs> scary at the same time. <laughs> 
It is beautiful because I know he has my back. If if anyone ever puts a hand on me, Hulk smash! I can hold my own. I can fight. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Careful. All I got to do is tell Bruce. All I got to do is tell Bruce. No. No. <laughs> but no, um, <clears throat> Bruce is, um, Bruce is the man. He's, it's taken a long time for me to say that any man is the man, but Bruce is the man. Aww. Rescuing people. Good for you, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. We should call him, we should call him Sir Bruce. <laughs> Sir Bruce. I call, <laughs> I call like him Sir just knight, to call him Sir. Knight in shining armor. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Bruce. <laughs> Call me sir, god damn it. <laughs> so Bruce, he was knighted that night. <laughs> if you're interested in joining the Bruce uh, fan club, uh, Victoria is his number one fan and oh, in yes. charge of the fan club. Oh, yes. And now the fan club is named uh, Sir Bruce. Sir fan. Bruce fan club. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Wait, are we promoting Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I mean, there, there'll be you, no- know, <laughs> you know what he can do to us if we don't. <laughs> There's no podcast. Did, did he uh, <laughs> tell you to do this? That you're gonna promote me tonight, right? <laughs> or else. And, and we're gonna pr- we're gonna promote, promote his, his band, band. too. <laughs> yeah. He's a drummer. He's uh, the drummer he's of excellent, uh, uh, of Petty Human Emotions. They're a great band. Great band. <laughs> They're gr- download their album. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. May 19th, it Bruce, comes out. Bruce will know if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Bruce will know if you don't download the album. He so will be know. be careful. Yeah, he'll come He'll come knock at your door. You think I'm joking. He'll be like... Stay safe out there. Yep. Just like the Mormons. <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> We're here to talk to you about the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> and rock and roll. <laughs> rock with me. Bruce hates us. <laughs> Bruce hates us so much. That's not the way I said promote it. <laughs> He's going to fuck us up. Oh, we I'm done, sorry, puppy. We done messed up. We done fucked we up. Done I'm so sorry, up. puppy. It'll never oh, happen again. We really do love you, Bruce. We do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Austin that was Austin. That was Austin. No. Austin wants it. So uh, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about next week, but we'll probably come back to something else that we missed. Absolutely. Well, we got time. But, uh, <laughs> we got, <laughs> we got, we got, got nothing. nothing but time. We got we'll nothing but time. But uh, yeah, to anyone out there who's uh, feeling low, uh, sending you nothing but love. And uh, until next time. Yeah. And send us some bullshit comments or questions or whatever yeah yeah come up with some good questions yeah yeah because yeah. austin's running out clearly <laughs> just like you neglected me the first episode about my father you're neglecting my ideas give me a chance damn i gotta hide behind the mic because now you're gonna make to me turn into face. black hulk over here oh, please. Okay. take me seriously damn all right calm down <laughs> just wait. I'm gonna wake up with powers tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just sucking all this negative energy in. Like it's gonna come to me while I'm sleeping. Just this is his origin story. <laughs> this is his story. Dummy on the podcast. What a lame origin. I know, story. right? You couldn't even come up with a good origin story like mine. First of all, how are y'all judging it? And I haven't even written it. Yet. Give it a damn chance. This is exactly the issue. Y'all are not giving it a chance. So, uh, 
I'm done. I'm gonna remember this I'm shit when this. I when my movie grosses <laughs> over a billion at the box office. <laughs> 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 right, like Malfoy. I'm like Malfoy. Wait till my father hears about this. <laughs> Except we just learned that he won't do shit. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, when did this become a Comedy Central roast? Uh, <laughs> and we know we can't roast my father because he's dead. I mean, we could. I mean, that ain't stopping us. <laughs> you two motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs> oh, Corinne misses her dad. Oh. <laughs> oh, her dead daddy. Oh. Oh. Who has emotional trauma? This girl. Emotional no damage. damage. <laughs> emotional damage. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So again, uh, nothing but love over here. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Um, again, love we're you gonna, guys. We're going to go find some food and combos, some weed combos, hopefully. Jared yeah. had some ready for us. Dude, I'm telling you, man, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Give it a chance. Thanks wow. for joining us, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so guys. much. Thank you, guys. Good night. Love See you y'all. next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.